morning, Fabcasters. This is our bar with Drive Time Podcast, the confessions of a restored restorer. And so this will be my second podcast talking about making kids eat vegetables. I think it's an ongoing theme that's going to stick. Maybe maybe it'll go, um, not viral, but maybe it'll, it'll start to catch wind. Like, this is an ongoing theme. So this is the second time I got a six-year-old who, she went straight up protest on us and so we have some we have some guidelines in our house that you're not going to have your main course unless you pass the first level which is your vegetables so makes sense right that's not cruel that's like you you can't eat you can't eat the chicken unless you go through the carrots first and so i got two kids that'll devour devour the carrots and i have one that will just protest and then there's the baby who wants to eat carrots but he's but you know, he's too young. He can choke on him. So we got the protester over here. And so she, she just decided not to eat dinner that night. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You can just have it for breakfast. So do your bedtime routine and have it for breakfast. She skipped breakfast. She skipped breakfast, kept nibbling on the carrots. And it's Sunday, right? It's Sunday, so... So we're at the place where the church likes to party, a.k.a. a church building. And she, oh, I was teaching Sunday school. My wife was there doing the arts and crafts, and she's in the corner, nibbling on that same carrot. Now she's got three meals, just nibbling on a carrot. I'm like, how, how, are, you, how are you not passing out? You're, you're only like 32 pounds. So... Um, and then, and then we go out to lunch, still, still protesting. We're at a pizza place, so like the place smells of yummy pizza. And then finally dinner time comes. But before that, I had, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool and calm and collected, but then I, when I got alone with my daughter, I said, you're not gonna get out of the car and play with your friends. So I dropped off the rest of the family to go have, have a, what's between uh, lunch and, and dinner. Brinner went to go over there, hang out, and I said, you're staying in the car, you're coming with me to do some chores. And when I was alone with my daughter, that, that's when I gave full vent to my anger. Like there was a point where I smacked the seat and I, and I started yelling and I'm like, I'm like, just swallow, just swallow. And I, I started to lose my voice because I was yelling so loud. And Lord, in, in the midst of that frustration and, and losing my mind, um, heard very clearly the Lord said don't touch her do not touch her because I was like I, I can help you swallow this thing you're gonna I'm, I can I can make your jaw chew and you're gonna you're gonna swallow it but nope it was it was so clear don't don't touch her lower your tone because that's not your daughter that's my daughter this is God talking to me right he like came in the car with us he's like that's my daughter you be nice you be gentle you let me love but I was sort of like stiff-arming God with that. Like, nope, I know what you're telling me, but I'm not going to do that. And, and the Holy Spirit was like, don't shame her. And I would like literally hold my hand over my mouth. And then, mm, and I was like, are you done yet? And then just let these, let these harsh words lash out. So it, it was a long and draining day. And I know when I'm drained, I'm not using my, I'm not using the right energy, I'm using my energy. 
using my gas, which indicates the, the, the sense of being drained. But, uh, but after that, um, when I came home, I, I could, I'd already got all that stuff quote unquote out of my system, even though that's, that's a misnomer, but, but I had already blown up. I'd already confessed my sin to God. And I, I read in, um, my wife and I read in my friends. I said, here's, here's what I did. Here's what I did. And, uh, shared with them some grace in the midst of that, i.e. not, not spanking my daughter or, or laying a hand on her. Um, but come to dinner table, everybody's done. And she was still there protesting and crying and so I started to do some more chores and then I and then um, it was just on my heart to, to look up an article so I went on dr. Google and I came across this article on uh, what to expect uh, I went to the toddler section and it says what to do when a toddler protests to eat uh, bullet number two here says well, first I said, don't take it personally. Uh, just because your child is rejecting the food doesn't mean she's rejecting you. It's funny how it says she, too, because it was my daughter. Then it says, avoid pressuring your child. Research has shown that children who are pushed or coerced into eating are more likely to develop food-related problems. Now, that's, that's all I needed to read before I started to wake up and say, wait a minute. I, I'm fighting to win this battle when I'm going to lose the war. And so here's what I want to end with. Like, like going back, if I could go back, the win in that situation is that I role model for my daughter that I don't need anything from her because I have Jesus. That's the win there. Like, if, if my kids, if my kids uh, see that I'm role modeling, that I need something from them, then that's, that's a loss. That's a loss. And um, to make matters even better, uh, my friend sent me um, sent me an article from his devotional. And um, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in God incidences. So um, I'm going to read this to you because, because it's an awesome thing for parents who struggle on making kids eat vegetables. I'll just target in on that and fill it in with ever fill in the blank with whatever you think you're struggling with forcing your kid and trying to win a battle when you're going to lose the war like you win that battle but then your kid will say well my dad has an idol my mom has an idol they might not say that but they're thinking something's off so this article talked about um parents who say they place their hope in the cross of the lord jesus christ yet practically ask the law to do what only grace can accomplish and, and, and so this article, I don't like that it's writing about other people and we. I'd rather speak in first person, but hey. This is talking about parents who think their job is to do anything they can do to shape and control and regulate the behavior of their children. And, and, and in their zeal to control behavior, like behavioral modification, they look to the tools of threat, i.e., I'll make you afraid enough that you'll never do this again. They look to manipulation, which, which says, I'll find something you really want and tell you that I'll give it to you if you just obey. And then thirdly, they use guilt, which would be something like, hey, I'll make you feel so bad, so ashamed that you'll decide to never do this again. So th those three tools there, tools of the enemy, manipulation, uh, oh, threat, manipulation, and guilt. And th this article talks about this, this way of thinking denies 
two significant things that the scriptures tell us. First, that 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 it's before before there's a sin um, underneath the issue of of protesting to eat vegetables is a matter of sin, and it's always an issue of the heart. So I, I've said it like this: uh, the the heart of the issue is the issue of the heart. Why? Because because we're broken people in need of a savior. We're sinners. So anger is always an issue of the heart before it's in a physical it's a physical act of aggression. And um, my my job my job in this endeavor was not to get my daughter to eat carrots, but it was to role model for her that I'm okay if I'm not in control. But I know some people's minds will go to, well, what about this? And what about, what if she grows up to end up, uh, you know, being a bad person because she won't eat the carrots? No, that's not, that's not going to happen. Um, the second part of this application in this article was that uh, threat, manipulation, and guilt could create lasting change in the life of my child. But at what expense? Like I would lose the war. And furthermore, the article says that if threat, manipulation, and guilt could create lasting change, then Jesus wouldn't have had to come. So really, that way of thinking denies the gospel that I sing about on Sunday mornings. So my kids see me raising my hands in church and uh, having a great worship experience and then getting at home and threatening them when they don't eat their vegetables. All that is asking the law to do what only God in His amazing grace can accomplish. Like, who cares? Like, who cares if my daughter doesn't eat vegetables? She's not going to get one over God. She's going to say, man, my, my dad really practices what he preaches. He, he doesn't have any idols. And, and maybe it's my kindness that will lead her to repentance. You ever heard that before? Like, isn't it God's kindness that leads us to repentance? Not his threats, not his manipulation, not, not him guilting us or shaming us. So all that to say, um, kids eating vegetables, yep, not, not worth winning that, that battle. Let's, let's win this, this strategic fight. And uh, that's knowing where we're being attacked and saying to God, thank God I don't need to be in control here and thank God I I choose to listen to you this is amazing and may my daughter or may my son or whoever see what it looks like when a parent is fully surrendered to God and not needing anything anyways love you fabcasters that's why I share my life and the gospel and hopes that you would do the same with your people alright talk to you later out